Welcome to Mental Prison Break, the best motivational, educational, and inspirational show ever. Are you trapped in your own prison? Are you searching? Are you looking for answers? Do you want solutions? Break out of your mental prison now. No more holding yourself in prison. No more mediocrity. No more limiting beliefs holding you back. Success is waiting for you to break out and turn the key. The host of Mental Prison Break Podcast is Douglas the Coach, giving you fire and fuel you need to ignite your passion into excellence. Thank you for joining me today on Mental Prison Break. I am your host, Douglas the Coach. And if you appreciate this podcast in any way, please share it with your friends and your family. It will help Mental Prison Break continue to expand and continue to grow. Also, check out my YouTube channel, Mental Prison Break, for weekly motivation and inspiration. Today's podcast title is called Johnny and Joey. In the previous podcast, Positive Thoughts, Single-Mindedness, and Success, we had mentioned Johnny. Little Johnny was a child and had the desire to become a doctor at a very early age. Now, Johnny had a friend about the same age. His name was Joey, and he had a desire to become a doctor as well. And what we're going to do is look into the details in their life growing up and see if you can figure out which family applied the, the foundations of success and how. Now, if you remember, Johnny decides he wanted to be a doctor as a child. And we know that something was activated. That desire was activated in the universe. We know that Johnny was single-minded. And if you have any questions regarding the sequence, you could refer back to the podcast, Positive Thoughts, Single-Mindedness, and Success. That's where we introduced Johnny. Now, what was interesting about Johnny as a child, number one, he thought that he was a doctor. I mean, he, he knew he wanted to be a doctor. Number two, in his heart, he felt that he was a doctor, even though he was a child. And of course, this was evident by his visualization with his army man that he was playing with. Let me reiterate that. That's his wounded army man and his sick army man. And he visualized himself and make believe that he was the doctor, restoring them back to good health. Now, when Johnny was a child, we don't know what activated him to become a doctor because his parents was just average middle-class parents. His dad wasn't a doctor. As a matter of fact, his grandfather wasn't a doctor or his great-grandfather. We could guess that maybe this activation took place when he would go and visit the doctor. He would get a lollipop. It was a pleasant experience for him. We know it wasn't the money because his parents was middle-class and Johnny at that age really didn't have much of a concept of money. But nevertheless, this dream was activated and his parents supported his decision and his dream. When Johnny would be outside playing with his army man, his parents would feed into his visualization and his dream by offering his army man a cup of lemonade or a piece of Johnny's sandwich. As Johnny became older, he became interested in those little science kits, those little biology kits and looking at insects under a magnifying glass. And what did his parents do? They bought him biology kits. Johnny would even save money from his allowance to buy bigger biology kits. And they would often ask him, what did he learn from playing with this biology kit? Johnny's parents brought him 
his favorite science kit for a birthday gift or a Christmas gift because that's what little Johnny wanted. And his parents regularly told him that he was smart. He would make a great doctor and he would be the best doctor in the whole world. Johnny's father and his mother always encouraged him and supported his obsession with science, even if it meant a monetary sacrifice for them to buy Johnny a better microscope. And they frequently told him to listen to the right people with positive knowledge and listen to people who had what what he wanted and people who have been on that road that Johnny's on currently. For example, like other physicians and other surgeons. And Johnny took this advice to heart. Whenever he found himself in the presence of a doctor, he would ask them questions and let them know that he's going to be the best doctor in the world someday. Johnny's father would always encourage Johnny to focus on the positive things in life that he wanted and to keep his thoughts correct, especially during challenges. And he always reminded him that the how would always take care of itself. Don't focus on the how, but focus on keeping your thoughts positive, even in negative or adverse situations. Just know that things will work out all right. Believe in yourself. Have faith in what you're doing. And be at peace with what you're doing, no matter what others say or negatively say about you. He would often hear his dad say, to be good at something, you must be focused and you must practice, practice, practice. And his dad will continue to drill in his mind. Don't listen to the wrong people who will give you wrong advice. And that wrong advice will take you away from your goals. But listen to people who are encouraging you towards your positive goals. And always be a willing student and willing to learn. And Johnny was always listening to his mom and dad. And he was given his best efforts in school. He would be in school on time and would often sit on the first row right in front of the teacher. Taking good notes and recording the lectures. He was really loving science and began taking advanced science classes his freshman year. And getting A's just seemed to come natural with Johnny. Once his senior year in high school, he received an A minus and he was very upset. But after talking it over with his mom and his dad, he decided to dedicate himself more. And that was the only A minus he received ever. Johnny graduates from high school at the age of 16. He received high honors and was the candidate of many academic scholarships. He did very well on his SAT and the MCAT which is the medical college admissions test. Now, Johnny started college at the age of 16 as a pre-med student with a bright future ahead of him, majoring in, you guessed it, biology. Johnny seemed to possess natural leadership skills and determination. And as a freshman in college, he was voted class president. Now, as Johnny continues to advance through pre-med school, he graduated with high honors. He was therefore accepted into med school, which he had no problems advancing. He breezed right on through his internship and his residency. And although he spent long hours and up all night on call sometime, he loved the challenge. He loved his job and embraced each patient with care and empathy, almost no different than he did as a child with his army men who were pretended to be wounded in battle or sick and injured. After his residency there at Parkland Memorial Medical Center, John becomes a staff physician in ER. 
and later the director over their trauma center and the rest is history. Now let's take a look at Joey's situation and the building blocks presented in Joey's life. We know that Joey and Johnny were around about the same age and they were actually friends in grade school. You would often find them in the sandbox playing together with their army men. Joey wanted to be a doctor as well and something was activated in the universe to assist Joey in becoming a doctor. But Joey's family life was a little bit different. Joey's parents didn't really support Joey's decision and dream. When Joey would play with his army men at home and visualize that he was a doctor, his dad would say, those army men ain't hurt. They are not sick. Those are just plastic toys. You are no doctor. Put those toys away and stop pretending. Although Joey felt hurt and disappointed at his father's comments, he reluctantly put his army man away. Once Joey overheard his mom talking to her girlfriend on the phone and he overheard her saying that those dumb little army men, he leaves them everywhere. I'm going to throw them away. They really annoy me. They get caught in the vacuum. One got trapped in the garbage disposal. I'm sorry we ever bought those army men for him. Once again, Joey's feelings were hurt, but he resentfully kept it inside. One day, Joey got into some serious trouble when he was in his bedroom burning his plastic army man, and he accidentally set the smoke detector off. His parents were livid, and of course, Johnny was grounded. Joey's father and mother never really encouraged him to listen to the right people. So by default, Joey listened to anyone and everyone who shared some of his negative feelings or negative views. Joey's parents never encouraged Joey to focus on anything. So Joey did whatever. And when things didn't go always according to Joey's plans, Joey would complain and his mother would sympathize with him. More and more television began to occupy Joey's time. And he did less and less of visualization with his army men because he didn't want to hear the negative criticism from his dad. Joy would focus more on how things were going to work out. As a matter of fact, he was obsessed with the how and how things would work out. And if he couldn't see or understand how things were going to work out, he would procrastinate or never take action or step forward until he knew all the intricacies of a project or a goal. Instead of having a belief or a knowingness that things would just work out okay in his behalf, Joy became more focused and obsessed on how things would work out. This put Joy at a disadvantage when his original plans would fall through or things just didn't work out precisely as he calculated. Joy had difficulty adjusting and easily became discouraged and quit worthwhile projects that he was working on. At one time, Joy was also interested in science kits, but his mom and dad would often say that they couldn't afford those stupid science kits. Now, when Joey reaches high school, he's like an average student. He's getting C's and occasional D's. He's not really that interested in school. He does just enough to get by. In high school, Joey starts hanging out with the drifters, and these were rebellious teenagers who were angry and believed in anarchy who would often skip class. Eventually, Joy decides school is not for him. It's for the fortunate. It's for the privileged. It's for the smart people. And he drops out his senior year of high school. He continues to hang out with the wrong crowd. And at the age of 18, Joy experiences his first arrest. His charges includes burglary, vandalism, 
and possession of a controlled substance. Joey's parents critically blamed him for his actions and the rest is history. And if any of you are parents listening to this podcast and have children, please, I beg of you to be supportive and encouraging to your children in their positive goals and their positive dreams. It would be a very good idea to familiarize yourself with the foundations of success and be willing to teach them while they are young. And believe me, they will understand the foundations of success. There's a PDF in the resource section of Mental Prison Break for you to print out. And this PDF have the foundations of success and other resources available for you. And please utilize these resources that's available at your fingertips at mentalprisonbreak.com. Now I'm going to read something to you to hit this point home even harder. This is from the book Ask and it is given by Esther Hicks on page 25. And I quote, so as your experience causes you to launch vibrational rockets of desire, And just a quick side note of our illustration with Joey and Johnny, we can see where Joey and Johnny had rockets of desire when they were children, which was activated. Now I'm going to read further. You must then find ways of holding yourself consistently in vibrational harmony with those desires in order to receive their manifestation. Unquote. We can see how Johnny's parents assisted him in holding on to that desire And his desire continued to strengthen consistently as he became older, where with Joey, it was quite the opposite. And I'm going to read further. Whatever you are giving your attention to causes you to emit a vibration and the vibrations that you offer equal your asking, which equals your point of attraction. If there is something you desire that you currently do not have, you need Only put your attention upon it and by the law of attraction, it will come to you. For as you think about this thing or experience that you desire, you offer a vibration. And then by the law, that very thing or experience must, must come to you. End quote. I'm going to read just a little further because I want you to get this. And I quote, however, if there is something that you desire that you currently do not have and you put your attention upon your current state of not having it, then the law of attraction will continue to match that not having it vibration. So you will continue to not have that which you desire. It is law. And I quote, I'm going to ask the question about you. Are you holding on to your positive dreams and your positive goals? Are you finding ways of holding yourself consistently in vibrational harmony with your positive desires? If you get anything from this podcast, remember, you must find ways of holding yourself consistently in vibrational harmony with your desires. This is how Johnny became a physician and a leader in his field. He remained single minded. And until next time, don't just make it a good day. You make it a great day. Remember, success is a decision away. Success is literally waiting for you to break out and turn the key. Thank you for listening to Mental Prison Break Podcast. Want more information on Douglas the Coach? Visit mentalprisonbreak.com. That's mentalprisonbreak.com, giving you fire and fuel you need to ignite your passion into excellence.